he swallowed so hard he can't take it back out. to the Geekscape Games Podcast. This is level 21, Rock Band The Old Blood, featuring Battletoads. This is the super special reunion edition of the Geekscape Games Podcast. That's right, I'm back! The Woo! voice of Shane O'Hare. How's, how's everybody going? Did you miss me? No. Yes. <laughs> the, thank you, Josh. It's 50 Fuck you, Derek. <laughs> I, talk, I talk to you like every day. Why would I miss you? <laughs> what about one? Uh, <laughs> I did. Yes, uh, that's my response. Fabulous! I I knew I knew that Juan had to uh, um, legitimately miss me because I get a package from Juan today and it's full of amiibos. My one and only got me a <laughs> Rosalina, a Shulk, and a Bowser. Hey, and... every day, every day is Valentine's Day. <laughs> it is. It is. Um, well, let's just get right into it. Um, I want to at the top of the show. Give my response for last week's mission objective. Are there any games that you've purchased multiple times? What were they and why? Uh, two titles popped into my head. Um, the Company of Heroes games. I bought the discs a couple of times and then bought it on Steam just because it's a fucking fabulous RTS. Great LAN party game. But the game that I've bought the most times has to be Counter-Strike Global Offensive because I bought it for almost all of my friends and none of them play with me. <laughs> 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 I was like, you want like if I buy you Counter Strike, we play with me? Yeah, 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 yeah. I haven't played a match with any of them. <laughs> you, you mean kind of so, like how we've never played any games with each other? Yeah, I know, I know. We're, hey, um, yeah. you got super quiet again, Josh. Can you can you mic up a little bit? Yes. Okay. We don't want a repeat of last week. Uh, of quiet, Our, quiet, I th- Josh. I thought last week's show went really smoothly, actually. <laughs> I, yeah, I loved I thought how, it was a I highlight. Loved, <laughs> I loved how like kerflumped, kerflumped, kerf, like uh, like upset Derek will get he's like I uh, uh uh oh man I don't know I don't know like <laughs> it's tough being lead isn't it yeah I have a newfound respect for uh how bad you do because <laughs> <laughs> oh I was way God. worse like I remember after like after we stopped recording I like went to Michaela and I was just like I hope I never have to do that again that was awful <laughs> and then like I tried to start listening to it when it came out and I was just like Wow, if I was like, this was the first time I was listening to this podcast, I would stop immediately and <laughs> give it a one-star review on iTunes. And only one, because I can't give zero. <laughs> well, one of those so, reviews. Yeah, yeah. so we're, we're glad you're back. <laughs> well, that's, I'm awesome to be back. I had some personal stuff going on, um, but life is fabulous now. He's got, uh, he, he, he got a bunch of gold in World of Warcraft, so he can... Uh, Yep. He, he can now pay for his game time. Yep, that yep. Gold, which we'll I talk will, about later. Yeah, we'll talk about that later. Um, Would you but say anyway. that life is strange? Oh, wow. Uh, <laughs> that's awesome, Josh. That's is awesome. Is that a slow yeah. clap or are you masturbating? A little, little bit of both. <laughs> anyway, let's just get into it. Um, the, the, the first thing on our list of news, which I thought was the funniest, was um, Sony accidentally erases list of their ps4 anniversary or their anniversary ps4 winners so sony japan had a contest where if you bought um um one of the playstation 4 if you bought a playstation 4 um uh playstation 3 or vita or tv if you bought any of their playstation devices uh between december and january um you were entered to win one of the anniversary edition playstations and they picked 123 people they were uh, they were ready to like send them out and then whoops they deleted the database so 
um, they're having to redraw everybody. So they're like, eh, can, if you have the code, send it back in. If you lost the code, then send us your, you know, your, your, your serial number and we'll do some cross references. Um, we're really sorry. Um, yeah, it you know it happens. Sony's been going through a lot of shit lately with those hackings, and they shut down their digital division, and uh, they're sh- they're shutting down. What was that? Uh, they're shutting down their consumer electronics division, right? I think. Yeah, so they're they're going through some shit. Um, but at least they didn't announce the winners and then lose them. Like it's like wouldn't that be, up- wouldn't that have been better? Because then they could be let, then they would the list would be online at least of the people that won. And, Who knows? At least, at least it wasn't like in a situation where someone thought they were getting one, and then it's like, "Oops, sorry." Yeah. Well, and that makes me wonder why they even told anyone that that it was lost. Why weren't they just like, "Oh fuck, we lost this. Let's redraw and pretend nothing happened." Um, I think I think because um people had to enter, so they lost. They, oh, lost, they lost the entries. They lost everything. Oh, okay. So people had to enter, and uh, that's why you know if they lost their receipt or their code, they have to like submit their their serial number. I see. Yeah. Um, has anybody ever, uh, besides Juan, like getting that uh, arcade cabinets like ripped out of their hands? Has anybody like entered a contest and then like been screwed over by the contest like proprietors? Um, I ha- I have, but I can't even remember what the case was. I keep thinking of better examples that happen to other people. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but okay, but yeah, one but... one one time I uh I won a cheeseburger in McDonald's Monopoly, but then when I tried to redeem it. It was already expired, so that's kind of like getting screwed out of it, isn't it? Man, not man, really. That was that was a mundane story. <laughs> <laughs> Aren't all my stories mundane? <laughs> except the except the ones where I get you blackout drunk. I I knew you were gonna say that. <laughs> um. All right, and then um. Next on the list, my favorite news story of the week. I'm just gonna bogart and get right into it. Was Valve's slurry of GDC announcement? <coughs> oh, that was amazing. <laughs> <coughs> oh. For so many different reasons. What the fuck? See, that, that's, how, that's how great Valve's announcement was. You can't even you can't even squeeze it out. He's literally he, dying from it. He, he swallowed so hard, you can't take it back out. Oh my god! Holy shit! Okay, Valve's GDC announcements. Um, they announced they were having their press conference on March third, which was three three. So they kind of were like Half Life three. Yeah, ha- Half Life three wasn't announced. The biggest thing they did announce was the announcement of the Source 2 engine, and it's going to be free for all developers, and it is going to take uh, advantage of the Vulkan Open GPL um, uh, uh, pro- processing platform. Um, I feel they like all- oh, I, go ahead. I, I feel like that announcement alone is fucking amazing mm-hmm. because. Licensing like the engines and stuff has to be like pretty expensive, and especially for like smaller indie developers. But I feel like as well the big thing by making this engine free for everyone to use is that obviously that the Source Two engine is compatible with the Steam OS, meaning it's going to be compatible with the Steam machines. So just by you know they're creating this kind of vertically integrated ecosystem, um, and by doing that, it just means that we're that you're going to have a ton more compatible games on the Steam machines. Because everything that anyone develops with this is going to in- immediately be compatible with them. Yeah, yeah. And um, uh, last week, Epic announced that they were making the Unreal 4 engine free. Um, and that that was probably um, in response to uh, Source 2. It, it wasn't in direct response, but it was in preparation like, hey, Valve's going to come out and announce Source 2. 
Source Engine is typically open, no, not yeah, open source and you know um, free to devs. And the Source Two uh, has a huge upgrade. Counter Strike Global Offensive had like a Source One Point Five, and then there's some Dota Two um, like maps that you can play on Source Two. So it's out there, but it's not like official, official. But um, it's uh, it's it's really um, I think we're gonna see a lot of really interesting games coming out between uh, the next couple of years between uh, Source Two Engine and the Unreal Four Engine, just because of um, you know how easy it's gonna be for people to get access to them. Mm-hmm. Like, I see- and and the Unreal Four Engine does work on the Steam machines as well, which is great. Yeah, because I feel yeah. like those two together must be the most used engines. Oh, yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah. And then uh, the Havoc engine is pretty pretty close up there. I mean, Havoc, um, Smash Bros. is on Havoc, and mm. um, it does uh, it does physics really well, but the Source engine needs a, needed a huge, huge upgrade. Yeah. Um, it's, uh, I, I'll, I'll put a link in the show notes, but there was a video I saw of somebody that made a like retro 80s arcade in the Unreal 4 engine. Uh, like you'd walk in, you could go up to arcade cabinets and play the games. Like he was, you could pick up a Game Boy, like put like SNES cartridges in a console and like look at the TV and like hold the controller. It was really, really, um, involved in, um, I'll put a link to the video and then you can actually download it for free and play in there. Um, it was pretty cool. Uh, the other thing is they announced, um, their partnership with HTC for the Vive VR project is their response to the Oculus Rift. Um, they'd been like talking about, uh, they'd shown it, I think at the last GDC, I want to say they showed like a, a really, really like beta, beta unit, but, uh, this one is supposed to be full peripheral. It's got really advanced head tracking. Um, uh, put a link to the trailer in the show notes. Do you guys feel like, I feel like the VR might be the next big, it it, it really feels like VR is going to be the next kind of big evolution in gaming. Um, I I had my first opportunity to to experience it at Comic-Con last year and like instantly I was just like holy fuck this is like incredible Um, but it just seems like with Sony doing their Morpheus headset they've got this this Vive VR headset Microsoft's got their HoloLens thing which is kind of different but it just feels like um, it's just coming from it's coming all over the place so uh, just with the really heavy development happening do you guys feel like this will be kind of the next big thing or is it going to go the way of like PlayStation move and, and connect to another degree and all that sort of stuff? I mean, it's hard to say it depends at the end of the day, how well it's implemented because mm-hmm, even with mm-hmm. the Oculus Rift demos and everything, some of the games have been really good on it and really immersive where other ones have kind of just been detrimental to the experience and just feel like they don't really add much. So, I mean, it's going to live or die depending on how well developers yeah. are willing to push the concept. But on paper, I feel like it is a great opportunity to advance what games can be. That's true, because the hardware's there. The hardware, the, the hardware feels great. Um, and yeah, but the hardware's only as strong as its software. So, so yeah, that's I guess that's the, really the big thing. And 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 this is um, essentially like the second wave of VR. We had that huge push in the late '80s, and like like up to the mid 90s where there was like ridiculous stuff you can get like virtual reality attachments for your your NES and then um games like uh consoles like the I believe the ZX Spectrum um had an adapter I mean like they were trying to push um VR I mean we all know about the fucking virtual boy but um it just it it had such a like it was such a flash in the pan back then because we couldn't do anything that was compelling enough with it to make it usable but now the second time around with Oculus, 
um, and Morpheus, and now the Vive and the um, what's the Microsoft one again? Uh, the Hololens. Hololens. Yeah, it's um, it's definitely compelling to see all these competing um, uh, platforms, and they're all doing it so well. I really think that um, the Oculus Rift is actually behind on that now after seeing stuff like hollows um what is uh supposedly capable with the the vive from hcc and um steam and then uh morpheus um the the oculus rift is really you have like a very narrow field of view and supposedly at least with the valve project you'll have really really like wraparound peripheral vision and still the, the oculus rift isn't 1080p uh, or it just got a 1080p release in the the G, uh, SDK two. So I think um, th- this revival of VR is going to be interesting. The biggest worry that I have is I hope they all use some sort of universal API because if if all four of these four or five people come uh, come to the the market together with competing APIs, then you're just gonna you're gonna get drowned. I mean, you're not gonna be able to to um, you know, uh, have your game be on all platforms. Yeah. I mean, if you want, if you write a Morpheus API, you're only going to be able to be on the PlayStation, Holos, yada, yada, yada. Um, are you guys excited for VR? Um, um, Stoked. Like, one, um, I know um, if Nintendo made a VR headset, would you pre-order it? Um, Virtual Boy. Yeah, but, do you uh, have a Virtual Boy? No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I, it depends on the games, to be honest with you. Uh, I, I'll always be excited for new tech, but I want to make sure that that new tech is used in a way that's going to make the game, the gameplay, um, exciting and new. So, um, but yeah, I, I mean, I say that now and then, you know, they announce it tomorrow. Guess who's clicking on GameStop to reserve it? Yeah. So, <laughs> but, uh, so the the rash, the right now I'm speaking rationally, logically, but you know the the passion for the company is going to come through at the with my wallet. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. I I would expect something of that nature to be announced at E3. Um, aside from the Wii U games, I mean, there must be they're developing something new now, but so it might be a something that we won't even hear about till next year. But I would say, yeah, definitely within this year, next year we're gonna hear something, and I'm sure Nintendo's gonna be including VR into the next home console or handheld, whatever whatever it is they're coming out with. I don't know. I don't know if I don't really see Nintendo kind of playing that game again. I like I feel like and especially especially in that it's something that everyone else is doing and Nintendo kind of always plays their own game. Um much I feel to the, like, like much to the chagrin really... of all their critics like yeah, oh yeah. Nintendo's over there playing their own game but they're just printing money. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean it would be really cool, but I also feel like the like Nintendo you know cuz the VR stuff for instance is also you know, it lends itself best to first person experiences and, and well, really what else could you do? But, and I feel like you don't get a lot of those currently on Nintendo platforms anyways. Right. Yeah. And the rumor yeah. that keeps going around is that Nintendo is going to focus on some kind of a handheld console hybrid for their next system. Yeah. Um, yeah. We were talking about that a few weeks ago. That's, that's going to be interesting. Uh, I'm still trying to fucking get my hands on a new 3DS. Any of uh, Josh and Josh got two of them. Lucky fuck. You are shades, the one Shades over here. Well, one now. Yeah, you Cause sold it out from under it. me. What did you sell? The other one. Oh, I sold the Monster Hunter one. Oh. <laughs> well, because we my friends. Well, one of my friends who wanted the Zelda or Monster Hunter one, but he couldn't afford it and they wanted the pre-order money up front, um, wanted it. So I had told him from the start that I would give him whichever one I didn't keep. 
Mm, okay, all right. Redemption. So, Redemption. Yeah. So you were kind of out of the running from the start. Okay. Plus, right. plus one spoils you enough as it is. Yeah. No. <laughs> all right. I guess. I guess everything's okay in the world. I'm sure you could get one of your World of Warcraft uh, people to <laughs> to buy, send you one. <laughs> um. Oh, we yeah, we should definitely talk about that. But let me just close up. Valve. Um. They announced more Steam machines. Um. And that their controller is coming out November 2015. And the one product that I thought was the most compelling was their Steam Link. Uh, yeah, I thought it, that was pretty cool. It's basically a little tiny, like the size of a uh, portable hard drive that you plug into your HDMI on your TV. It's got two USB ports for mouse and keyboard, and it's designed just to do in-home Steam library streaming. So you can like... Which... It's, it's really, it's like a Steam Machine uh, alternative for people that already have a gaming PC. Yeah, yeah. It's like, um, um, it's like a... A Roku, essentially. Yeah. Yeah, and and um, there's there's a big push for um, off-site home theater PCs, like people building like these giant, super powerful computers, and then dumping them in the attic, and just having it go through their TV. And I think this is going to be. Um, I'm going to fucking buy one. I'm I'm I, I'm I'm going to buy one uh, because it it just makes everything easier. Because whenever I wanted to play on the big screen, I had to take my my tower to the to the TV and then like sit super close because the mouse and keyboard. But this thing, you can just um, put it on your, your, you can pretty much put it in your pocket and then just run a long ass HDMI cable to it. Um, would, uh, would this um, be a launching point for Juan and Josh to get, enter the PC master race? Mm. If, if is, is, is your hiccup or not hiccup, is your like um, barrier entry just because you don't want to get into it or you just like the TV uh, living room experience? Um, it's neither. I just, I don't know. I feel like I already have so many games on the consoles that I don't need to jump straight into buying a gaming PC. But if I could, I definitely would would try to, especially with the great exclusive games being fewer and far between lately. Yeah. Yeah. What about you, Juan? Maybe. Uh, no, it's just uh, between the Xbox One, the 3DS, and the the Wii U. There's just so many games that I have to go through. My back library is ridiculous, and uh, a lot of these games, like I'm playing with, you know, Destiny, and they just keep adding expansion packs and new content that I have to muscle through. Um, and we had talked about it on the show last week. Like my gaming play sessions have shortened, to, you know, drastically to like maybe 30 minutes. If I get an hour of gameplay on the weekend, like that's a lot. Yeah. yeah. So I have to. The, the most gameplay I get to do is during lunch or after school with the kids at the high school. Um, but other than that, I mean, to have a, a device like that would be nice to, to play PC games, but uh, when would I find the time for it? You know, especially, and then, yeah. and then when, you know, when Zelda comes out, Star Fox comes out, um, Silent Hill comes out, that's going to take oh. precedent over anything that the PC throws out. All right. Touche, touche. Um, well, uh, Derek, what from this last week was the big hot button news piece for you? Uh, I thought the big thing, and I guess it's not surprising, but it's crazy to see uh, Maxis get shut down. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, I you know, obviously their last release uh, was not very good, but it's just crazy. Like, I feel like that's the that's probably got to be like the studio that made EA the most money ever. Because do you remember like The Sims and The Sims Two? Like back in those days, how every single person you knew had every single expansion pack, and there was like ten or twelve for like Sims Two, and it was like, it was just crazy. And uh, 
and yeah, and it's crazy to see that you know the studio, and I and I'm sure not a lot of the original people were still around, but the studio that created SimCity and and the whole Sim lineup of games, you know, now kind of be no more. Um, yeah, and it's you know again, it's not surprising with the way that kind of the gaming industry is today, but I it was really I don't know, I was surprised to see that happen. Um, so yeah, you know, hopefully the good people that were still around and, and I wonder how much of like SimCity and the issues that it had, like, I wonder how much of that was Maxis's fault because obviously they made four really, really good SimCities in the past. Like, I wonder how much of that was Maxis and how much was like, like EA shit. Cause that was also at the time when EA was under a lot of flack for all the crap they were doing. Um, but yeah, no, I hope, I hope, uh, you know, everyone can find good new jobs and everything like that that was the biggest thing for me that i found surprising i also thought one thing i put in the show notes that i thought was super interesting was a video came up of an original build for alien isolation and it was in third person and uh uh it was like really weird to see um because obviously the game is so atmospheric and it's so scary and and part of that is because you have such a limited field of view and such a such limited vision whereas in the third person version it's like they're peeking around the corners because you can just rotate the camera and all that sort of stuff and i feel like it still looked like it would have been a good game but i don't think i would feel nearly as compelled by it or nearly as terrified by it had you had the power to just rotate the camera like you can in that one but it was really interesting to see you know that they both were you know they were playing with the first person they were playing with the third person and they they obviously had the uh the vr in there too which they officially removed shortly before launch but it was really cool to see and i fucking love that game yeah yeah i i um i i never hopped on board with it um i played it a couple of times just wasn't my cup of tea but i have to agree that the third person aspect would have made it completely less terrifying and and it, it was it was like you said it was really weird to see the game in that third person cover mechanic it yeah was, it was interesting oh go ahead josh sorry yeah the first person perspective I feel like immerse in certain games and especially in Alien Isolation immerses you so much more into it and then not being able to see behind you when you're, you know, trying to run for safety really does add to that kind of game. So just the thought of it being in third person doesn't even really work with, for me when I think about it. Even in even in moments where you're like like even moments like saving are super intense because you're like you you know it's it's a it's got a unique saving mechanic in that you actually have to push the card in and it takes a few seconds before you can actually save and it's like you're just constantly moving the camera side to side trying to get the widest view you can to see if there's anything behind you can and you it would di- totally can you die while yeah, while you can. saving yeah absolutely and uh yeah you know having that in third person and just being able to rotate it would totally take a lot of that tension away yeah it's um yeah, I, I think they made a really good choice by switching to first person. Um, and uh, back on The Sims, I'm looking at um, for The Sims 2, they had like 18 expansion packs. Um, like they had nine expansion packs and then uh, nine more like stuff packs. And that's not even talking about all the like that game had expansion packs on top of expansion packs. That's that's fucking insane. And it's it's sad to see that company shut down. But EA is uh, essentially, well, essentially, fuck, I use that word. Um, they are um, moving everybody around. So I don't know. I, I mean, Sims 4 came out. People liked it. People bought it. Sims, the last Sims City came out. People liked it. People bought it, even though it was garbage on on launch. Does the same Maxis? Maxis doesn't didn't develop the Sims. The last Sims though, the Sims 
was moved to a separate developer that just did the Sims. And and Sims 4 was pretty mixed in terms of reception because a lot of the stuff that was really neat and unique in the Sims 3, like the fact how, you know, once the world loaded, it literally never loaded again. You could travel around town and visit your neighbors and all that sort of stuff. They, like, they removed a lot of that stuff. And so in a lot of ways, they took steps backwards because, oh, you want to leave your house and go to your neighbors? We're gonna, like, here's a load screen. And they really simplify. And it might have been more to do with the art style being different, but everything got really, really simplified. Where in The Sims 3, it was just really more, it was much more detailed. Uh, everything was kind of much flatter and more simplified in The Sims 4. But yeah, that so, was a separate. So developer. this this plan this this was a plan that was coming, um, and they were just weaning Maxis off of projects. It sounds maybe, but I also read that a lot of developers from the Sims team and the team that does that is getting SimCity now to continue development on it. Uh, I read that they have suffered some layoffs as well. Ooh, that's never good. That's never good. Yeah, uh, Josh, what about you for news? What are you uh, excited about this week? Um, well, the biggest thing that came out was just this morning actually for me when they announced that rock band four is official oh, and i know they so been, good i know so good. It, it was it was such an amazing thing to wake up to this morning because reading over the press release and seeing how even though it sounds like they're going to roll them out over time like they're doing with dance central spotlight the fact that you're eventually going to be able to download any of the old songs that you've already purchased at no additional charge um and just being able to bring back that franchise in such a huge way. I feel like it just has so much more potential to just continue to keep bringing out content and keep up the revival of the music genre that's kind of died down a bit since the whole plastic instrument crash took place. But yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, sorry, I didn't mean to step back. Oh no, oh no, go ahead. Yeah, it's um, you 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 mentioned the plastic instrument um crash. They they said in the their uh, uh, launch video that they are um. They're trying to figure out how to get all your old instruments to work with your newer consoles. So maybe they're going to sell a dongle or something that you can like wirelessly connect to. But they're teaming up with Madcats now. That Madcats used to get shit on back in the day um, for their accessories, but they've really fucking stepped it up now. Oh, Juan, doesn't 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 Madcats make some really good fight sticks? They make the best fight sticks. Well, uh, for me. Um, yeah. The, and even when Street Fighter Four came out, then when they released, uh, the they teamed up with Capcom and they pretty much were licensed to create all the official Street Fighter Six. So um, it's Madcasts and Hori who are like the top two names in fight sticks. And then there's uh, Eight Arc that does some really nice sticks too, but they're more like on the very uh, high end, you know, very expensive sticks. But yeah, Madcasts you can't go wrong. Even the uh, Tatsunoko versus Capcom sticks that they made for the Wii of, a couple years ago. Which, by the way, is an amazing fucking fighting game. Um, oh yeah, oh I loved it. Yeah, those those fight sticks hold up really well. They do. Uh, you know, the base is fine. You just update to. They come with Sanswa buttons, I believe. Um, so you're pretty much set once you buy it out of the box. Because there's some other fight sticks you buy it and you just have to mod it and you know replace the buttons in the joystick. But if you buy Madcats, it's great. But yeah, you're right. When we were kids, it was a joke. A lot of the controllers they came out with were really crappy and shitty. But it just seems when, you know, a couple, like, six, seven years ago, it, they just really stepped up their game. And now they're probably the best when it comes to producing fight sticks and controllers. Yeah, yeah. And you say that um, you, you would always have, uh, at least in, in my experience, you'd get a Nintendo 64. You'd have the gray controller oh. that, that, you, <laughs> that you got with the, the console. And then your parents bought you a Mad Cats controller. And because it had a turbo button, and it, it was ten dollars cheaper. 
and it was ten dollars cheaper. And then you'd have a friend come over to play uh, Goldeneye, and you give him the fucking Mad Cat's controller with like the the wobbly stick and the buttons that don't work. Like, oh no, you can have that controller, man. <laughs> and then <laughs> now, maybe it was just me, but you would try to like convince him, like, oh no, it's a better controller. It's a better controller. Did you not see the nice turbo here. button? <laughs> um, <laughs> the one thing that they that uh, Harmonic said in the um the video was they they realize their mistakes with Rock Band three and they want to correct them moving forward and that is a very uh humbling I guess or it's very cathartic to hear a game developer saying hey we figured out we listened to you guys um and they're 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 a, a company that listens to their um. Uh, their fans a lot, right? Uh, and it's it's. I'm really excited. I'm really excited to see them um, that come back. And they mentioned that they're not with MTV Games. Um, and I think that that lack of a relationship is is going to be good for them now. Agreed. Because back in the day, they needed them for music licensing, but uh, now they have their own pedigree where they don't have to you know rely on a, a third third uh, third party to get those the music licensing. And do you guys ever rem- do you guys remember that? Rock Band reality TV show that MTV had? No, what? Rock Band reality <laughs> TV show. It lasted like two episodes, but it was just <laughs> it was people that would come on and play Rock Band and then compete. And like, you know, they people were graded on, you know, how good they played the songs, the difficulty, but like also their stage presence. It was what? like karaoke. Yeah, yeah it was a, karaoke. You, this is what well, this was a that real sounds thing. Sounds fucking terrible. Oh, hold on, hold on, rock band. Um, well, speaking of, on. do you guys remember all those really weird accessories they had for rock band, where one of them was like a light and smoke machine? Yes. Oh, that dude. Would, yes. That would react to the songs in different ways. Yeah. Seriously. I, 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 so we, Shane, Shane, you were mentioning Shane. You said something about all the problems Rock Band Three had. I actually never played the third game. What kind? Like, what kind of issues are you guys talking about? Um, I, I, they didn't mention any in- issues, but they. I can't remember the exact quote uh, um, that they used, but it was um, what the fuck? They they said like they they realized where they could have done better and stuff that they went wrong. They didn't say anything specific. I never played Rock Band that, three, so I don't I don't know. Josh, yeah, that's what you? that's what I was gonna ask you because I have I've played all the Rock Bands and I don't know anything in three that was particularly wrong. It, I mean, it's just you just pick a song and play the chart. I mean, I don't know what could have been so different about three because I didn't notice it. Yeah, I'm still trying to find this fucking. Maybe it doesn't exist. You know, I was gonna add like, uh, what was the rock band like? What five years ago or six years ago when it was at its like peak? Um, there were bars over over here in LA that would be catered like the rock band bar that was winning uh, in Silver Lake. You know, amongst all the hipsters and cloves that you would go in there and they had a stage built and with rock band and a, and a backdrop and the entire night. People would be signed up. They'd have competitions. It would outdo any karaoke bar. And I know that the karaoke scene, you know, for the old, like, uh, folks who they go 40s and 50s who go to the watering hole and just, like, do covers of Barry Manilow and any heart songs that they have on the karaoke machine. Rock band stuff just overtook everything. And yeah. the people would have house parties. I remember specifically, like, the Friday, Saturday night. What are you guys going to do? We're going to have just a bunch of beer and play rock band. And there would be 20, 30 people strong in somebody's house for Rock Band. And these are people who will never play video games ever, but they showed up for Rock Band. So I'm interested to see if this Rock Band 4 is going to start that thing all over again, or if it's just going to be like a been there, done that type of deal. 
I think I think um and I'm trying to find like any evidence of the show. I've seen a couple episodes, but all I'm, all I'm getting is like I think I think MTV kind of like swept under the rug because it was really bad. But I, I found like <laughs> yeah, but I found a couple of press releases um that I can um I'll put in the show notes. But um I think there's been enough time between the um the the last rock band and then like the big like plastic instrument crash that um it's going to be a um uh it's it's going to be a uh, I, I think i think harmonix has uh reorganized they've they came back and they know how to attack the um um the i don't know situation and it's i think it's going to be a, a big thing again and you know um josh mentioned about the lights and the smoke machines but um yeah uh my friend bought the lights and the smoke machine and we would have like rock band parties and that's all we would do. We would instead of having like land parties and everything, we would just um, play rock band all fucking night, and it was it was a blast. And you knock that that crazy accessory, Josh. But you I don't, not... no, 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 no. I don't knock it. It was just too expensive. Oh, <laughs> I it was. I stared at it every day when I would go to Circuit City, and then I would answer it every day that I went to. I would look at it every time I went to Circuit City, and was just waiting for it to go on clearance sale. And then when it finally did, when the company was going out of business that's when someone else bought it sorry about that guys looks like the the plague of technical issues is still around and i'm not as a, the lucky charm as i thought um uh but we uh we got everybody back and we're gonna move on to Juan. what is the news from this last week that you are super excited about um or did i already ask you that question nope no no but, okay, I'm, but, I'm, but, I'm, <laughs> but I'm glad you asked um, I, I failed to mention this, I guess, in the last show because I was uh, sorely missing your uh, your presence here. But the Shovel Knight, which was one of my favorite games of last year, uh, is going to release uh, some DLC uh, called The Plague of Shadows, which is completely free. And it's an entirely new game which stars not Shovel Knight, but it stars one of the enemy bosses from the game, Plague Knight. So you get to play as one of the 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 bad guys but there he's trying to overthrow everybody else so there are eight mini bosses he wants to take over all the other seven and so he has mm. his, so it's an all new adventure uh remix levels uh new uh enemies and new bosses um i don't know anything about the music but um even if it's remix versions of the tracks that already existed in the game that should be that's good enough for me but it should be out i think it's out this week or it's coming out uh, later this month uh, actually, and that's a uh, Xbox One exclusive, right? No, no, it's not exclusive. It's going to be out for the Nintendo Wii U, 3DS, the PS3, PS4, Vita, Xbox One, PC, Master Race, and mm. Mac and Linux. So pretty much everything that Shovel Knight has come out on is is on currently or will come out. We'll get this DLC, and as long if you have the game or if you just buy Shovel Knight, this will be an additional download that you'll get for free. So it's pretty much going like the Monster Hunter 4 DLC that comes out tomorrow. Mm-hmm. But instead of just being add-ons to Shovel Knight or just new weapons, you're getting a whole, pretty much a brand new game, which I think is fucking no. awesome. So Shane, what you're thinking of is the Xbox One edition. The Battletoads are going to be unique yeah. to that version of yeah. the game. And that was actually an interesting announcement because, um, who was it? Uh, Chris Charla, who's the head of... Uh, ID at Xbox or it at Xbox, he said uh, they, you know, he introduced the Battletoads in the Xbox One version, but then later was like, I wonder when we'll see them next. So obviously, with 
whoever that was wearing the Battletoads t-shirt recently and how he was all like, I never do anything by coincidence. And now like they're literally teasing the fact that something Battletoads is coming. Yeah. And then they also, <clears throat> excuse me, they also uh, got a patent for Battletoads. We right, talked about right. a few weeks ago. So yeah, it's, um, it's coming. We're, I'm ready um, for Battletoads, man. I, the world's ready for Battletoads to come back. Look, we got just don't fuck it up, rare. No, don't no, fuck no. it up, rare. Look, it's it's like all of our shit from the '90s is coming back. Ducktales is coming back. Are you hearing about that? Oh, um, yes. Like the the, the show, wait, wait, wait. the cartoon the show. What? Yeah. And what? And Inspector Gadget. Yeah. What? Yes. Yeah. Ducktales Holy is coming. Shit, that's uh, amazing. 2017. What? Yeah. The the, the, the Huey, Dewey, Louie, Scrooge, Launchpad, and Quack. Gizmo, motherfucking duck. That's so fucking amazing. Yeah, that show's coming back. So um, I think at this point, yeah, dude, I'm ready for fucking Battletoads. The world needs Battletoads, to be honest. They do. Yeah, yeah, they do. They do, definitely. Um, and, all right, guys, let's wrap up. Oh, go ahead, Josh. Sorry. Oh, no, I was going to – I didn't read an article to confirm it, but I heard to- uh, talks, too, that the PlayStation version was supposed to have Kratos in it of Shovel Knight. Is that true? No. What? I don't know. I didn't see that. Oh, you're going to you're gonna have to do some – yeah, I'll find out right now. But I read people posting about it, and I was just kind of like, "Oh, that sounds that sounds cool," but yeah. I didn't confirm it. So, I thought cool. uh, I thought one final interesting news piece before we wrap up is um, obviously gold sellers in games like World of Warcraft are a huge problem for the game and its and its economy, but also for Blizzard because it's you know you shouldn't buy gold; you should earn it and shit. But they no, kind no, of took no. a note from uh, Eve Online. And they introduced something. It's called they call it the uh, WoW token, but it's similar to that game's Plex system. And so what this will let you do is players can buy a to- WoW token through the in-game shop for real money, and then you can sell it on the auction house. Uh, it'll have a it'll have a value that changes, but it's like a market value, so it's not like people can just sell them for a ton. It's like whatever the market value is, you can't change that. But players buy the token with gold in the game and then they can redeem soul binds to their account so they can't then you know you can't hoard them and then sell them when it's higher or whatever uh but when you redeem it it gives you 30 days of game time so i feel like that's kind of cool because both yeah you're combating the gold sellers but you're also if i have a ton of gold lying around or if i'm like you know you can basically play they, they haven't released pricing or anything yet but you can play for free if you're if you play enough or if you earn enough gold or if you're a good enough player like you essentially won't have to pay to play the game anymore which is really neat yeah that's that's the the way i look at it is um blizzard is really seeing a decline in subscribers um, i thought i thought at their last their last thing they said the subscribers had gone up a lot it was just because warlords of drainer was such like a um they, they had a huge like <clears throat> like engine upgrade over especially over cataclysm and then there's just a bunch of compelling reasons to come back for that expansion. Yeah, like as of November, they were back over 10 million again. Yeah, but this is like, whenever an MMO goes free to play or have this like freemium um, aspect to it, it uh, it's usually troubling times. And you said like you shouldn't buy gold. Why? 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 Why not? Uh, I've, n- I've I mean, never it's been. Like I've the... never been told a compelling reason why gold sellers are bad, other than like just. Well, it's, company... like a, it's against the terms of service, but it's always... Well, I actually read a big thing about there's, like, that... Uh, this was a couple of years that I read this, but, like, a lot... Like, some of these gold sellers have, like, basically slave labor rings where they, like, force kids and stuff to just hoard gold for, like, no money, and then they sell the gold and profit off of it. So that's kind of shitty, but I don't know. I mean, like, I just feel like it's weird to... Why are you playing the game if you're just going to 
buy gold. And, uh, you but, know, it's just but, a good way to But then Blizzard that. introduces their own buy gold option. But no little kids are earning, or, you know, no, no little Asian kids or wherever these kids happen to be from. Like, none of these people are slaving away to earn this gold for some dude or whatever to sell and make money off of. Like, this is just... Um, and, and it works on the other side too, because I'm not, you know, if I'm not interested, if I have too much gold rather than me selling my gold or whatever may happen, I can trade it for game time basically, which I, that is the only, like, I care less about the gold selling and more about, oh, if I have a lot of gold, I can literally not pay to play World of Warcraft anymore. Hmm. I feel like that's hmm. really exciting. And I, and yeah, and I'm, and I don't feel like, I feel like for Blizzard and for WoW, I feel like it's not something in the case of oh wow's in trouble or whatever because it's i think it's pretty clear by now that they're you know it's it's fucking huge and it's even if they're down to eight or nine million subscribers that's still a lot of money coming in every month um it's just a it's for them i think it's mostly a way to combat the gold sellers but i it's cool because i think i had like i don't know how much they'll cost but i'm pretty sure on my account i had like a couple hundred gold sitting around so if they're 50 gold or 100 gold like that's a month of gameplay time that and so maybe i'll jump back maybe it's for players you know I've, i haven't played in like three or four years maybe i'll jump back into that because i could literally pay play for free for a month rather than paying the 15 bucks to subscribe and then i get hooked again and then i keep going like that that could bring in a lot more people too, hmm. right? Right. Hmm. And here's here's the thing: why would you even pay real money for gold when you could just pee in someone's butt? <laughs> <laughs> um, That's yeah, the I real guess, question. I guess that is the perfect segue to what we've been playing this past week. And I'll start off. How was that for you, boys? Um, I <laughs> fired up World of Warcraft, updated it, logged in. Um, Chesty Melons was there. I uh, logged back into to her and entered the world. I was exactly where I was. I left off way back in 2008. I was on the bed in the Warlock Library. I and he uh, was there waiting for you. Uh, yeah, he's been there the whole time. I <laughs> walked out into wherever the hell I was, and I looked for the mailbox to see if there was any letters. Um, there was there was a letter from the GM saying like, "Hey, here's a thing, uh, like a griffin or a penguin or something." <laughs> and there was no messages from my uh, my online suitor. Just uh, and then oh fuck, it took me fifteen minutes to find like the friends list. Jesus Christ! Um, but he was on the blocked communications list. So I had my fingers crossed that there was going to be this big, long, heartfelt like, "Where are you, Chesty Melons? I miss you. I love you." But there was nothing. So because you blocked womp, him. Womp. Yeah, I know, I know, I I, I fucked up, but I was. I was how old was I in two thousand eight? I was just out of high school, so I was like nineteen. So I was scared. I was scared of butt peen. <laughs> now you embrace <laughs> it. I embrace butt peen. <laughs> 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 it's terrible. Um, the other games I've been playing: uh, Monster Hunter Four. I got it on 3ds. Obviously, it's not on anything else. Um, <laughs> um, loving it. It's way better than Monster Hunter Three. Um, no swimming. Uh, the graphics are better. The gameplay, the climbing aspect, um, is r- really really fun. Being able to mount the monsters, uh, it's great. Uh, the online, um, uh, the online capabilities is so awesome. This game is so, a, an amazing upgrade from Monster Hunter Three. Uh, I've been playing the light bow gun too over my longsword, and I'm really mm. into that. Um, that's really fucking fun. Um, if, if anyone's on the phone, if anyone's on the fence about Monster Hunter Four, you need to get it. It is a blast. 
Um, and then uh, I the other game besides Destiny that I've been going through, uh, I got uh, all the PS Plus free games, and I started playing Counter Spy today, and that game was a fucking blast. Um, if you have a PlayStation 4, get it. It's free right now if you have PlayStation Plus, so Derek, you can't get it. Um, but Counter Spy, or C-O-U-N-T-E-R, Spy, uh, is a uh, kind of a... 2D side-scroller, Castlevania, uh, Metroid-style game where you play a spy for the counter organization, or C-U-N-T-E-R. And you're, it's in like a mythical Cold War, and it's, it's obvious that it's Russia and the United States. But uh, the, whole last, the whole point of the game is you're, you're going to find missile plans um, uh, to stop like, um, the, one of the two countries from uh, shooting the moon out of the sky... Uh, in attempts to destroy the other country and they both have the same plans the same goal but it's not going to work it's just going to destroy the earth so you're working for this organization to to stop it it's uh the art style is really that like retro 60s like whenever you think of like 60s spy it, it um this should pop in your head it's really on point gameplay is fun uh, you're definitely sneaking around. You're trying to get the drop on people. There's um, the 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 really awesome gimmick with it is that the levels are randomly generated. So every time you play it, it's going to be a different experience, and you have different objectives. There's upgrading and different different weapons. Um, I'm definitely like most of the time when I get a PS Plus game, I'll play it for like an hour or two and then just uninstall it off my my console. Um, I did that with Injustice Gods Among Us because that is a garbage game. What the I fuck, dude? We talked about this before. Injustice is so good. Download it again and let's play. You're obviously Injustice not playing great. with anyone You're good. the only person ever that didn't like it. I, I, I even am... the comic book based on Injustice Gods Among Us is really good. Yeah, yeah, I know. The, I heard the comic's good, but the game is terrible. Games I want right. my Amiibos I, back right now. It, it's, just, <laughs> it's just Mortal Kombat You send them back. You leave this podcast, you put them in the box, and you mail them back. Well, that's the thing. It's like I knew it's just Mortal Kombat, and like the I, the last Mortal Kombat game I played and really enjoyed, but I just can't have. I don't have any fun with this game. I can't pull off combos. I'm not a. I'm not an. So you're bad at the fighter. game, is what you're saying. You're like this game sucks because I suck at it. And the thing is, like, I'm either <laughs> doing the combos too slow or doing the combos too fast, and they just don't. They just don't register, and I'm having like zero fun playing it. But I'll play. Josh, we'll 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 do a little one on one, and we'll maybe maybe. But we'll do a little one on one, and then we'll play Injustice. <laughs> <laughs> you can, maybe you can be his tutorial. Yeah. Ooh. Uh, where to? How? Show me how to pee in your butt. Jo- Josh has a one-hit <laughs> combo, and that's all he needs. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, Josh, um, hit us with your one one-hit combo and tell us what you've been playing this last week. Um, mostly for whatever reason, I've decided to try to finish Xenoblade Chronicles before Xenoblade Chronicles 3DS comes out, and uh, <laughs> I. For, not that I forgot, but I just am still taken aback by how big and gorgeous this game is. And its battle system is just so much fun and fast-paced, but the fact that this game is just so seamless, it rarely loads, the map is gigantic. It's like it's pretty much like Elder Scrolls sized, but in the like in the realm of a JRPG. And it's not something that you typically expect from a Nintendo first party game. And just every oh, is it first party? Um, somewhat. I mean, it's made by a company that Nintendo owns. Okay, okay. So, so it's I guess second, second party. party. Yeah, so it would be second party. But no, it's just it's just so much fun, and it's one of those games where I'm so hooked on it that 
part of the reason I stopped playing it to begin with is because I didn't want to dedicate 100 hours into this game because that's apparently how long it takes. People say between like 70 and 100 hours just to beat the story. And then on top of that, there's all on these a, different side quests. So are you, are you saying, I've always been under the impression, and I feel like I'm totally wrong now. I thought this was in the same series as like Xenogears or Xenosaga, and it's not. It's not done by Monolith Soft? Oh, no, it is done by Monolith Soft. Oh, okay. Um, But they kind of Nintendo owns them now? Yeah, they bought them after they released the Bot and Kaidos games, I believe. Oh, really? Yeah, so, um, so yeah, they've been a second party... Pretty much through the Wii's life cycle, but mm. they're, I think the only other game they released, and correct me if I'm wrong if anyone else knows, but aside from Xenoblade, I think they released Disaster Day of Crisis, which never came out here. Mm. And that was like um, a third-person action game. Uh, was that a good game? No, I got pretty I know- mediocre g- reviews. Right. I, re- like, I really liked Xenosaga. Yeah, this one plays completely different. It plays more like of a... Like a final, it's more comparable to say Final Fantasy 12 or 14, where it kind of has that MMO vibe. Oh, yeah. But I don't know. It's just so surprising on how much is packed into that game and it never gets old. Just, and on top of that, just how like cheesy the British voice acting is just completely makes the (laughs) game for me. (laughs) All right. Um, I, I, oh, fuck. I just closed it. Yeah, keep going. Sorry. Hold on. (laughs) (laughs) No, but that's, Uh, I had a list of all their games. Uh, they made um, Pikmin three. Monolith. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Or their, their Kyoto studio made Pikmin three, a link between two worlds, and Animal Crossing New Leaf. Oh wow! I, they yeah. probably were and like, Skyward Sword. Oh wow! They've been on a lot of projects. Then they must be doing a lot of co-development work yeah. with uh, Nintendo EAD. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. That's cool. Yeah, that's yeah. crazy. Because yeah. those like New Leaf, Pikmin three, and Link Between Worlds are all like freaking critically acclaimed. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, speaking of critically acclaimed, critically acclaimed, sorry, I was doing this, trying to do a cool segue, Josh, are you done with your games of the week? (laughs) Um, yeah, Xenoblade's probably all I'm going to be playing for the next month, and then I'll get to start all over again with the new 3DS. (laughs) (laughs) Juan, you are my critically acclaimed lover, so what have you been playing this last week? Um, I've been playing, uh, Wolf Among Us on the Xbox One. Oh, wow. Yeah, uh, yeah, a non-Nintendo game. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and, uh, what have you done with Juan? <laughs> I, uh, I I'm really liking it uh, a lot. I, I, to be honest with you, I had no idea I had anything to do with the Fables comic. Oh, you didn't? No. What? I had, oh man, I had no idea. And so when it's I popped so, it in, so good. Yeah, yeah. Turning I, your geek card. I, I I read the books, but I, I look by looking at the cover, I'm like, oh okay. Like I totally didn't put two and two together. Then when I popped it in. And I, and I saw the opening scroll and, and the credits, and I saw the characters like, wait, 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 holy shit, I do recognize this. And sure <laughs> enough, and so that made me fall in love with it like, all that much more. So I've been playing that, uh, putting more time into Monster Hunter, and uh, more Destiny. Like I'm just trying to go through all my uh, my Xbox One dude, games. Dude, we need to get you a PlayStation to play Destiny with me. Like, seriously. I, I, Come on. I, 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 I will, as soon as I get my taxes done... Um, I'm gonna use some of that cash to put towards uh, PS4. Um, oh my god, that's that's perfect. And then you know what? If you if you can't transfer characters or anything, um, then I'll roll a new character and we'll get you up. We'll get you up to raiding because I need a raid buddy. Oh okay, yeah. Well, if you if you all end up starting from scratch, I'll probably have to join in too. Then yeah, Derek, I'd Derek. probably get in on that. Oh, one, do it. I'm the only one, right? 
Do they well, only no, I, I don't have it, but I'll probably either rent it or pick it up if everyone else is going to be playing. Tell you what, fuck yeah. it. I'll ask my cousin if I could just borrow his PS4. He hardly ever uses it, so it'll just be sitting here. So I'll just go get Destiny, and I'll just go uh, see if I can borrow the system. Or, like, we can get on that. And I, I, I know we keep talking about, like, let's get, get together and play games, but we need to. Like, we could all roll new characters in Destiny and have a fucking blast. And live stream it. Yeah, perfect. Yeah. Really looking forward to getting Destiny and not playing with you guys. <laughs> <laughs> right on. Uh, all right. Well, Derek, um, what have you been playing this last week? There's a couple things. Uh, so I've got my 3DS. And uh, so I've been playing some codename Steam on that guy. And it's under embargo, so I can't talk about it very much. But it's a blast. And I it's a game that I didn't look into too much aside from a couple of like trailers or whatnot before it came out um but of course it's done by intelligent systems who do the fire emblem series and did they do advanced wars as well mm-hmm. yep yeah so um obviously they're a strategy developer this is very it's like a 3d uh turn-based strategy game but it works really cool in that like you're basically moving around in the 3d world and you can um, basically like, like if I'm like, oh, I'm going to run this far. And then I'm like, like your characters all run off of steam. Um, it's kind of set in this like alternate London, uh, and <laughs> like, like everything's like steam powered and you're like fighting aliens and your team's led by Abraham Lincoln. And it's, so it's like someone was on crazy drugs when they wrote this game. It's also, <laughs> I, I feel like there's not a lot of 3ds games that have voice acting. And this one has like a lot of voice acting in it. That's good. Like That's the, cool. the majority of you know unless you're like going up to like signs and stuff like that the majority of everything i've heard so far has been fully voice acted so that's cool to see um did you read no, that is this a is this a is this a 3ds game or a new 3ds game uh it's either but you have well, to use I mean, a like, new 3ds to take advantage of the amiibos yeah so it has does have some amiibo functionality in that you can place any of the fire emblem characters on the uh on the the bottom screen and then you'll actually get to utilize them in the game as well and it's funny too because it's like the game's opening which i think is uh, online already but the game's opening has like it's like this kid and he's like holding this comic book and then he sits down and there's like a martha amiibo like on his desk so he's they're <laughs> like they're like hi i have a martha amiibo and you don't like <laughs> But uh, it's actually, like, the art style is very comic book style. Then he, like, opens up the comic book and it kind of zooms into it. And that's when the story starts. So I feel like the presentation in this game is really, really stellar. And it's, it's like the, um, the, uh, the first uh, Smash Brothers, wasn't it? Like, somebody playing with, like, their toys? That it was, was. The yes, yes. That's cool. Um, and... Uh, so that's really cool, and it's I, I really like it, it's another game where I'm like this would be so much better on the new 3ds because of course the 3d is really neat. Um, they did a really good job with the 3d, but if I'm moving at all, of course it breaks it. So that would be a big benefit of that. But also the C stick would be really nice. Um, though I did, it took me after playing for about two hours. I realized during your turn you can use the face buttons basically as as a stick so rather than like moving my thumb all the way into the center of the bottom screen you can just start using the face buttons and it works really well Mm. but um i can't wait to put more time into that one and aside from that i picked up the order 1886 so two games Um, with an alternate london two games with an alternate (laughs) london yeah uh so i picked up the order 1886 i actually probably played for three maybe three or four hours today and then you finished Um, it I haven't finished it yet. <laughs> I uh but I'm it's I'm so torn on it because Josh everything that you said in your 
awesome piece is like totally right like every time i'm like holy shit this weapon is super cool it's like five minutes and then you never see it again um like that the the that now now do, do the the weapons just you can't go back and use them or you just don't have a like, like they're, they're taken they're like taken away from you or they're broken or like like that sort of stuff uh, oh, or so that fun. or that okay. battle ends and and you go you know to the future and you're you're you just don't have it anymore yeah, and i just... mean like i guess all of the weapons are technic like because of the way it's set like all of the weapons are advanced for their time like they have like machine guns and all that sort of stuff which i don't think would have existed at that time but i might be wrong um but yeah and i feel like holy shit that game is good looking like i the opening cutscene happened and then i'm like why is he just standing there and then i'm like oh wait this isn't a cutscene anymore i'm still pl- like i'm playing now and it was like holy crap and then yeah like a lot of the game i'm torn on it because i i really am enjoying aspects of it um i feel like i feel like it would have been much better received had they not touted it the way that they you know they kind of just talked about it being just this um, incredible next gen experience with all this new stuff you've never seen before and you know like you're hunting the lichens which as Josh said in his piece you do very few times during the course of the game whoa and, there's werewolves in this game what the fuck well like eight of them yeah, um, yeah it's like when the game was first unveiled they advertise it essentially on the fact that you'd be fighting werewolves and then there's let me put it this way. There's a trophy to kill 10 werewolves. And if you never reload a checkpoint, you won't get that trophy. <laughs> uh, yeah. And it's, and the werewolves, like the werewolves look super cool. I feel like, like production values in this game are absolutely astounding. The voice acting is probably some of the best that I've heard. Um, or the orchest- orchestral soundtrack is pretty incredible. And like, they put details into like, the weirdest shit like there's just like you'll go around this like corner and down this hallway and into this room where nothing happens but the whole thing looks beautiful and i'm like why did you even put this hallway in here why didn't you like put something else that i could do over here and yeah and and it when it comes to gameplay it's like pretty generic cover shooter um which is kind of lame but i feel like i'm i'm invested in the story and i can definitely see how like what josh was saying there are you know, it's like, oh, I'm set, you know, I'm asking questions and not answering. I'm asking questions and not answering them. So you'll have to buy the next game and like, blah, blah, blah. But, um, I don't know. Like, yeah, my plan is to just finish it and bring it back to EB games in the next few days. But, um, I don't know. I'm enjoying it for what it is. I wish it could have, could have been more, but I'm kind of just, I, it, it's kind of like a cool, really long movie. And I'm kind of into that, I guess. Hmm. No, and we were talking earlier today that <clears throat> it's it, I read or heard somewhere that the best way to describe this game is the PS4's Bouncer. Now, Bouncer was a, a PlayStation 2 launch title that was like, whoa, look at this amazing game that my my PlayStation can play, but it just fell flat everywhere else besides presentation. Yeah, right. I can kind of, I can kind of, because like, the gameplay is, the gameplay feels really generic for the most part. It's a lot of quick time events and stuff, which I've never been, I feel like a ton, like a lot of people complain about quick time events. I've never particularly been opposed to them. It does definitely use them a lot. Um, and in, and in, in, in times where it's totally unnecessary and inconsistent ways, like sometimes it's like you have to, you know, you have to do a click a quick time event just to do this simple action but then later he's taking a drink and you don't have to do it and then like just in inconsistent ways like that um but yeah i can kind of see that because literally every time like every every second i'm looking at it i'm floored with the way it looks and 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 the mechanics are solid enough and the audio is incredible and the graphics are like the best 
that I've seen essentially. And like, like I love it. Like every moment when you get out of a hallway and all of a sudden you're outside and you just see the cityscape and it's like, holy shit, that looks good. Um, uh, but again, you know, as beautiful as it is, it's not, that's not everything. And, and the rest of it can't hold up as well, unfortunately. But mm. I mean, I hope like, I feel like they have a good start to like, like they have a really solid base for this atmosphere in this world now. And if they can, improve the gameplay for the next one if they get a next one i feel like it could be something special um but this one just it's not it's not there yet and i feel so like about oh, sorry go ahead no i was gonna say you're pretty much parodying everything josh said in his review i'm parodying it or paralleling it parodying p-a oh parody okay yeah. i thought you said parodying and i was like i don't know what you mean in that context but okay <laughs> sorry josh go ahead I was going to say the bouncer is a perfect example because my biggest overall issue with the order was I feel like that it promised a lot of things and then the final product just doesn't deliver. And I remember people being pissed off when the bouncer came out because all of the preview builds and all of the previews were promising that it was going to be the most interactive beat em, beat em up game ever made where you were supposed to be able to like smash people's heads into the walls or into the countertops. And the whole environment was supposed to be able to be used as a weapon to be able to beat up the enemies. And when the actual game came out, it might as well have just been Final Fight, where all you could do is punch and kick. And that, yeah. was, that was it. Like, they, for whatever reason, the technology, I guess, wasn't there. And when the final game came out, none of the um, none of the environment interaction that was promised was there. And then I kind of feel like that with The Order, where it was kind of presented as a supernatural alternate, you know, alternate history type setting. And like Derek was saying, and like I was saying last week, how the main futuristic wep- or um, alternate reality weapons are barely in it, and there's like eight werewolves the whole game, and the rest of it you're just shooting regular people with pistols and shotguns. And it sucks mm. because those the, like those weapon, all of those weapons are really really cool. Um, so why not let us use them more? And then like like you said in your piece, the actual fights against the lichens, there they could be. Like, I feel like if those fights, because they are so few and far between, if they were super awesome and badass, like, you would feel totally different about them. But yeah, they essentially, like, run towards you, you dodge them, shoot them while they're, while they're running away, and then re- re- rinse, repeat. And then, and then, like, I did one against, like, one of the elder ones, which are stronger ones, too, and it was essentially, like, quick time events, pretty much. Um, but yeah, had those, had, were those fights bigger and more epic, and those pieces would be much more memorable, but they just feel like you're just, you know they kind of felt they kind of feel like the dogs in resident evil where they just kind of run at you jump and you just kind of got to get out of the way and then shoot them a bunch and that's it and then they die like but it could be so much more than that do you do you would you um would you get the sequel oh i i probably i i mean i feel like i'm invested enough in the story and the characters that I would play it for sure. I mean, I'm not planning on keeping this one because it is so short. I'm just going to bring it to, you know, it, it's something it, I don't feel like I would replay it. So I'm going to finish it and then bring it back to EB while I still can. Um, but it is something that I, I didn't really follow the development. And maybe that's why I'm like, oh, I'm enjoying this because I wasn't overly aware of all the stuff they showed and all the stuff they promised that doesn't exist in the game. I feel like when a sequel when and if a sequel is announced i feel like i will follow that more closely and then yeah i I mean i'm i'm going i'm sure i'll play the next one in the series just because it is um for all of its plot holes and whatnot it is a fairly cool story and and again i really really like the world that they've created so i'll play it 
Um, and hopefully it can be, hopefully it can deliver on the stuff that this one couldn't. Yeah. I'm going to pick it up if it's discounted or red box it or something. Uh, yeah, I'll give it a I mean, I feel like it's worth playing. Okay. Uh, well, let's get into the mission objectives. You guys had a really good one from last week, um, and we had a lot of responses. Um, again, the question was, are there any games that you've purchased multiple times? Starting the list was Peter M. with Baldur's Gate, Baldur's Gate 2, uh, Shadows of Amun, and the Throne of Baal. Uh, he said he used to play them on old his old PC about 10 years ago. He picked them up last year after learning that they were available on Mac and that they were the enhanced edition, which helped fix a lot of the bugs from back then. I've dropped hundreds of hours into the series over my lifetime playing as all sorts of different characters. And he put a quote, Minsk and Boo stand ready. I don't get the reference. Uh, Raymond R. said, Super Mario Bros. 1. I had like six copies. <clears throat> when people were selling off their old NES and getting PS1 games, they would sell me other games real cheap. Ended up with tons of dupes. Uh, Courtney D. said, Diablo 3 for different platforms, PS4 and PC. Miles H. said, Homeland, Grim Fandango, and System Shock 2. Pretty much to make all of them Windows 7 compatible. Um, if anybody... Um, GOG.com, good old games, I feel like doesn't get enough They're advertisement. They're so good. They're so for, good. For releasing old games, but making them compatible uh, with modern systems. So check out GOG. Um, I believe they had um, they had most of those games on there. Um, Homeland, the re-release of Homeland, I am going to pick that up next week and play it because it looks so fucking beautiful. It's on Steam. I can't. I can't even. Can't even. Um, Sarah B said Monster Rash Me Monster Rancher 2. I can say that. Dylan L said Rainbow Six Vegas 2. Uh he binge played about hundred hours, got bored, sold it. He missed the all the stupid lions the terrorists would say and the great weapon selection. The split split screen play. He would repurchase and repeat. Uh Mike D, no relation, said Halo 2. Technically all the Halos multiple times. Nathan M said Final Fantasy 7, the PS1 and PS3 editions. Uh, Chrono Cross, PS1, and PS1. My brother stole the first copy when he moved out. Mike B, no relation, said, Again, Tomba. Uh, why does he buy games that nobody likes? Uh, Graham H said, Spelunky, GTA 5, Fallout 3, Fallout New Vegas, Skyrim, San Andreas, etc., etc. The list goes on. Hashtag PC Master Race. All right, Graham, you and I are together. Um, then we have uh, Logan H. Uh, he said, I bought Kingdom Hearts 2 probably five times now. When I was little, my parents thought it was satanic or something, so they took my copy away, and then I bought a new <laughs> one. I bought a new one behind their back later on. I lost that one later, so I bought another new one. When I started collecting games, instead of just playing them, I bought a black label instead of the greatest hits one I had. Also bought the 2.5 remix with Kingdom Hearts 2 in it. Alex K said BF4, and he bought that three times. I can't see the reason why, uh, but okay. Noah B said he bought Medal of Honor from 2010. Uh, multiple times. Uh, Maxim T, Dark Souls for all three platforms. Mick T also said Dark Souls 3 for <coughs> all three platforms. Uh, Patrick uh, J said GTA uh, 5. Uh, his third time will be for the PC. Uh, Tof M, Azure Dreams. Matt S said, I have way too many copies of Metagross Solid 3, and he sent in a picture with uh, looks like seven different versions of Metal Gear Solid 3. Holy shit, that is some dedication. I don't know if maybe these are some of these are foreign, but I don't know. That's that's cool. That's cool. Um, and then uh, Derek C said, super, no relation to Derek K, but Derek C. Uh, <laughs> super Mario RPG Legends of the Seven Stars. I bought the game twice during the SNES heyday and once on the Wii Nintendo store and just recently started collecting Super Nintendo games again and, and bought it again. 
I keep seeing posts about the show. What is it? Do you have a link? Yes, I do have a link, Derek. I will share it with you. Um, <laughs> um, you should be listening now. I don't know why you're not. And then uh, we got a lot of Final Fantasy VII. Um, oh, <laughs> funniest one. Uh, John K. said, a deck of cards over thousands of times. <laughs> <laughs> um, so um, does anybody else have any responses to our uh, question of the week? Yes, I got a couple in just a little bing, while bang, ago. Bing, bang, boom. Fire them okay. out. Uh, Carlos L. says, River City Ransom EX. Daniel no, X. No, no relation to uh, Juan Carlos, correct? No relation, but the same one okay. that hates you. Oh. <laughs> Get the fuck out. Uh, Daniel S. says, Bioshock Infinite bought it on all the consoles. Well, technically not on PS3 because it was a plus title. Um, Aransa Ortega said, or, oh, oops, whatever, says... Um, Mario Sunshine and Animal Crossing for GameCube. Her dad accidentally sold the game, all of her GameCube games in a garage sale. Uh, Floyd B says Cave Story like 15 times. Um, Andrew W says lists off. Isn't uh, Cave Story free? Um, it's on different platforms on with varying prices, including okay. a full 3D remake on 3DS. Okay. Okay. Um, Andrew W says uh, virtual console games like Blades of Steel, Zelda One and Two, Mario One and Three iPad games like FTL, uh, Baldur's Gate, Grand Theft Auto, Grand Theft Auto 3, San Andreas, Bully, um, and some other games that were blocked out for DRM and had to be rebought. Um, Mary yeah, C. Yeah, there's, um, <laughs> on that, on that topic, sorry to jump in, um, the, uh, EFF, um, I don't know if they passed it, but they were petitioning Congress to, um, allow people, it was kind of like part of the DMCA allowing people to like crack copy protection because that's technically against the DMCA. Um, but they were trying to petition them that if if a game was dead in the DRM services, so say like it relied on game spy servers that are shut down now, um, you should be legally allowed to go in and modify it so that people can still play it. Um, so that's that's one of the things why, man, it would suck if Valve decided to close their fucking doors. <laughs> <laughs> it would really suck. So continue. Sorry. Yeah. No, and in addition, he went on to say on that subject, um, anything on Steam or GOG when it's cheap. <laughs> and then <laughs> right um, Mary C says Suicide in three, which is impressive because one copy of that's like a hundred bucks now. Um, yeah, yeah. Xavier F says Free Space two. Uh, Matthew R says Donkey Kong Country two just this week, considering that all the Donkey Kong Country games came back to the Virtual Console last week. Mm. Um, Ryan G said Chrono Trigger. Um, Andrew W came back and said pretty much every Final Fantasy multiple times. Um, Carlos S says Kingdom Hearts. No in relation to either Carlos. Um, <laughs> Carl L says Final Fantasy VII, and Vince H says a link to the past three times on Super Nintendo, twice on Game Boy Advance, twice on the Wii, once on the Wii U, and the 1.0 <laughs> Japanese version that he's trying to get for speedruns. Jesus Christ, man! Fuck. That's ridiculous. You know, Josh, um, you should start collecting nine volt batteries. Should I? Yeah, yeah. It, it I... sounds like you got some hu hungry smoke detectors in your house. No, you know what? I do collect them and I keep them aside so that they don't get drained by my smoke detectors. <laughs> uh, this 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 nine volt battery is very vintage. I, it's uh, it needs to age before I can use it. <laughs> um, hey, all right. Hey, uh, yes. With the with the wow token as well. One of the prime, uh, one of the primary ways that the third-party gold sellers get gold is by stealing accounts. Ah, uh, so it's to combat okay. that as well. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um. All right. Uh. Juan, do you have any uh extra responses, or should we just get right into it? Let's just get right into it. 
<laughs> All right, this he uh, sounded, he sounded um, so sultry there. Who are you trying? Are you trying to uh, seduce me there, Juan? Because you already have. I was actually talking to Derek. Ooh. <laughs> oh, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, this mission objective this week uh, is: What pre two thousand game would you like to see remade with mod- modern tech? And that's not just an HD remake. I'm I'm talking like if you take that game's story and mechanics and just wanted to remake it or have it made today, what uh, game would it be? And Juan, do you want to go first? Mm. Hello? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, sorry. No, no. <laughs> I was just thinking. Um, oh. So any game pre-2000, story and everything, but just with the modern graphics. Yeah. So like, so like if somebody were to, to, to take like a game and because you know hardware was limited and just the developer's scope of a, of a, a project was limited by pre two thousand technology. What game would you like to see remade? Ah, uh, shit! Uh, can I come back to that? My dog's fucking abusing yeah. me. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, bad Jedi. All right. Uh, uh, anybody else want to just hop in? Stop it. Yes. Um, mine's kind of cheating because the newest one I think came out on the year two thousand, but the series had most of its ran most of its course pre two thousand. But mm-hmm. my Tomba. No, not Tomba. Although that's <laughs> also another great answer. Um, but, <laughs> but my favorite game before Kid Icarus Uprising was WWF No Mercy for the N64. And okay. Because its gameplay still stands up so strong today that people s- still mod the game and play it even now, like 15 years later when all of the wrestlers are retired or dead. Wow, really? Yeah. Wow. So... Just the gameplay was so solid, but the presentation was shit because the character models were held back by the by the N64's you know limited scope as far as visuals, and then the entrances were pretty much just really bad quality slideshows instead of like the video. So bad, but yeah, so great. <laughs> so and like they had they had like these permanent shit faces like plastered on them, like their expressions <laughs> never changed. Like the Rock had a permanent smirk in people's eyebrow. Like he could, be, yeah. he could be busted open, and that was another thing where when they got busted open, they didn't just like bleed over time. It's just their face all of a sudden just got plastered with like a wall of red. Yeah, then the replays so... at, the, at the end of the match, they show the replays of like the key moments, and so you see the knockout and the rock just has that stupid look on his face, and he and his body wobbles like if they just remove his skeletal system, and the body just falls flat on the floor, but he's still yes. smirking. He's still smirking. You got to keep yes. that swag up. I really, I really liked the, uh, the the first WWF SmackDown game for PlayStation. That was a really good one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's pretty much what the new ones are based off of. Mm. But they haven't really advanced too much since. Then. Oh, really? I mean, they kind of. Peaked I love. Mid- I love that. And that one had a that one had a wonderful like. I remember that one having an excellent creator wrestler mode and everything like that. And you right. could like customize either in the the intros and everything were really good in that game, and you could customize them and everything. I just, I just remember that game being really fun. Yeah, no, like, a um, lot of the older ones are really good, but if they were to take that solid gameplay from No Mercy on N64 and apply it to the presentation that they have for wrestling games now, I think that I would easily put another five years into it on top of what I've already played. I liked, I liked WWF versus NWO on the 64 because you had, like, these most, like, absurd, like, random fucking wrestlers from these, like, fake leagues that didn't exist. Um, that, <laughs> THQ men. Like the, yeah, 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 and, like, Ninja... Just a guy named Ninja. (laughs) 
Well, no mercy the best. Had a, no mercy had a secret character that was one of the Godfather's hoes, and her name was just Ho, and she was <laughs> she was the most expensive character in the game. I think she was like I don't know if it was a million or one hundred thousand dollars, but she was the most expensive character. I remember that. That's awesome. Uh, Derek, what uh, what game do you want to see recreated with new tech? Ah, <sighs> see, there's a a couple, and I there's a, I got a few, and I feel like a couple of them of them are cop outs because they're just really popular games. Um, the first Silent Hill, and 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 I mean, it kind of had a remake with uh, Silent Hill Shattered Memories, but it was very different. I don't really see how they can call it a like they call it like a spiritual remake or something, but I feel like it's so different. But um. I would love to play that game again, but with like silent, the graphics that we saw in Silent Hills, like how just how detailed that could be. Um, but on like the kind of like older and and slightly more obscure side, uh, I would love to play Mutant League Hockey on a modern console. Um, of course, because you're Canadian. I, I I've never watched a full hockey game in my entire life, but I played the shit out of that game when I was younger. And it was probably I was like, I don't really like sports games, but with this one I can kill the other team and you know, the fights were really cool and you can like pick up weapons on the ice and just hit people with them as you're like as you're skating around and the teams all had really like funny, stupid names and stuff like that. Yeah. Um and I also tried, you know, hockey, I kind of understood because it's a very simple game, but I tried Mutant League football as well, which was also fun because you had the same stuff, but it was much harder to understand because I didn't know football very well. But, um, well, and they even, there was a Kickstarter for, to reboot, um, Mutant League football and it was not successful, unfortunately, but, uh, that was a series I would love to see come back because it was an absolute blast. I think it was an EA developed game even. Yep. Yeah. Yep. But yeah, I played, I remember like we had a local, I never owned it, but we had like a local video store called Crazy Mike's Video. And, uh, <laughs> and that's so stereotypical. <laughs> and, uh, every, go down uh, to Crazy Mike's and play your Mutant League hockey. We're crazy. Uh, it's like crazy. You, you want to take a peek behind the curtain over here? Uh, I, I would go down, like, I would rent, like, one Sega Genesis game a week, and it would either, I would switch between Mutant League hockey and Virtual Bart. <laughs> Because um, both those guys are badass. I was always told never go to Crazy Chris's, but he was just the guy that would walk around the neighborhood talking to himself. So did Crazy Mike. <laughs> uh, Juan, did you uh, figure one out? Yeah, I did. Because um, I, I, there was a lot of games I used to rent. We didn't have Crazy Mike's, but we did have Loco Paco. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. And uh, there, there are two games that I, that I would love to have. Um, the first one would be a remake um, of Star Wars Episode One Racer. Um, oh, Pod Race. That was the, a fabulous game. I love the fucking pod racing game. And I, I got to tell you, I think I mentioned this before. It's the one game I bought for the PC back in 1990 because we all know how great the PCs were back then. I actually bought like a mm. flight stick yoke to play it. And it was so much fucking fun. And I, I and I would love to play that game 16 years later with updated graphics on any goddamn. Give me PS4, shit, I'll buy it tomorrow. Um, that game. And that was one of the, like the few like good episode one games. There oh, were, like, it was two. the only good. There were two. I bought both of them, but oh my god, one's like a horrible like top down. <laughs> I, I I don't even want to recall that. Slash. Oh, it was horrid. It was absolutely horrid. I think so, it was but, no, free. That, I think it was free in the early days of PlayStation Plus too. Oh god, it was so <laughs> absolutely fucking horrible. 
Uh, but no, the pod racing game was a fucking insane. Uh, the PC version was the best. Um, I know they released it for the Nintendo 64. Nice but, race. Yeah, but PC was just amazing. It looks so good. And the sequel, um, like, and the sequel that came out on PS2 was great too. It had like the smart ass teenager Anakin, like before he was a Jedi, yeah, but when he was old right. enough to be a dick. Yeah, like <laughs> really? see, that 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 whole that's what that's the only thing about Episode One that I really love that and the lightsaber fight, but the pod racing shit the translated so well as a game. It's a, just a, they could have done so much more with it. Anyway. That shit they should revisit, just as a gaming franchise. Don't, it's okay if you never bring it up in the movies, but just give me that shit as a video game franchise. And the second thing would be um, uh, Top Gun. Only because... The NES Top Gun? Yes, only because I, with all the new control schemes that we have now, I could finally... Th- I, could, I think I could finally have the controls to land the fucking jet on the carrier. <laughs> Yeah, I that's that's like legendary that you can't let fucking land on the carrier like it's, it's, like it's, that's that game is legendary for having like an impossible like second level. It's an it's an exercise in futility. It's like you 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 line up <laughs> much like my third marriage, and it's it's like you're fucking performing surgery. It's like all right, my altitude is good, my speed is good. I'm not coming in too high or too low. The angles are perfect. I did all my geometry. I'm like like geometry tutor from fucking Vietnam helping me. He was like, oh no, you're perfect. Go. <laughs> You know, and then I then you see the little <laughs> cutscene, and you fucking crash right in the fucking water. It's like, dude, <laughs> like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, it's like nothing. So I think, all right, you know what? I had two buttons back then, and a fucking little control pad. Now with shoulder uh, buttons, triggers, X and Y, I have geometrical shapes on my buttons too, and fucking two control yokes. I think I can land the plane this time. They should they re-release it with a Steel Battalion control. Oh yeah! <laughs> holy shit! Uh, totally like get get that. You could get one of those like thousand thousand multi thousand dollar like flight sim cockpits like and Ace just Combat. download an NES emulator and just play it on that. No, okay, I, I, I think uh, I think in Top Gun, you even I would rather land the plane on the carrier than beat the game. Like, <laughs> like, like, all right, I'm done. That's I'm all done. I needed. That's it. That's it. Give me my medal. <laughs> right on. Um, mine, uh, when I, uh, came up with this question, uh, the first thing that popped in my head was also Star Wars game, Star Wars Shadows of the Empire. It was one of my favorite N64 games, and I think if they recreated it, um, with the modern, like, Star Wars atmosphere, like, shit on Forced Unleashed as much as you want, um, that game looked really good, and I think, um, if they did, took that, smashed it up with, like, the Rogue Squadron engine, and maybe even uh, you know, rest in peace, Star Wars thirteen thirteen. Um, I think they could get a really good gritty aesthetic and really expand on the Dash Rendar character. Um, because that game was so uh varied. I mean, you'd have the flying levels, you'd have the rail shooter levels, you have the swoop race levels, you have like all the different uh, environments, and I think they could really do an amazing job and make it a fabulous cinematic cinematic experience but have it come out at 60 frames with, a second what Lucas don't let Arts, Ubisoft fucking touch it what LucasArts did with the Nintendo 64 tech with that game it is amazing to think what a, a talented team could do with that property that Shadows of the Empire property and Dash Rendart today uh, fucking boggles the mind it would be absolutely amazing yeah definitely 
Um, so yeah, that's it for uh, level twenty one of the Geekscape Games podcast. Um, hit us up with your response. What pre two thousand game would you want to see remade with modern tech? And that's you know not just an HD like remake, but like just completely built from the ground up. What game you'd want to see? Um, as always, you can find all of us at geekscape.net. You can find us on Twitter at Geekscape Games. You can find me on Twitter at Shane O'Hare. I'm at D. Cranavel. I'm at Inu Joshua. I'm at the King of Mars. And don't forget Geekscape, Geekscape.net, the website, not the Twitter handle, because there's lots of stuff on there, too. And oh, yeah, our Twitter yeah. handle um, for the show, Geekscape Games. Right. Oh, did, did I completely just cut out when I went through that? Because I said that. I said all those things. <laughs> yeah, but you I said Geekscape.net as in, like, the Twitter. No. But it's also you. a website. Do you know that it's a website? Nope. Nope. You know what? Um, By the amount of posts you posts you put up, uh, that, that's believable. I, I I came back. I came back after um, my hiatus, and you know what? I'm obviously not wanted. My heart is broken. Hey, boys. but but we're legal. We're we're 21 now, so we're legal to go drink. So we can wash your sorrows. Oh, oh fuck that's, yeah! All that's right, the all motorcycle. right. I'm gonna all do right, what I gonna... did for my 21st birthday and go to Chuck E. Cheese. Fuck this. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. That's awesome. Bye, guys. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Bye.